Have you ever gotten to the stage where you're a little bit disenchanted with where your industry is going or you've identified a gap that you really feel like you're ideally suited to fill to better serve your clients and meet their needs? Well, in this episode, we're jumping back in with Liz Jarvis from Better Business Decisions, and we're talking about how we work together to capture what it is she's doing to revolutionize finance and our money mindset within our businesses to put business owners back in control of the money conversation. She's identified that so many business owners feel, frankly, stupid talking about money. They've managed to convince themselves that they're terrible at numbers and that they have no business being in charge of their own finances. When actually, this limiting belief that they've developed is holding them back from making much better business decisions based on their knowledge of their numbers. And so she's always looking for brand new ways to better serve business owners, to put them back in control in a way that she feels that isn't being done in the accounting or the bookkeeping space. Not so you can do away with your account and your bookkeeper, because these are people are very valuable to have on your business team, but so you can be better educated and more confident to get the most out of your relationships with those service providers. I've worked with Liz myself, which made it even easier to help her market her business because I knew the value she brought to the table. Right, if you're ready to get started, let's jump in. You're listening to Taking Back Joy, a more than marketing podcast. This is where we dive into how to market your regional and rural small business sustainably without being stuck to your screen. I'm your host, Meredith Page, and I was born and raised in a small town full of fantastic small businesses. And now I'm doing the same with my own family. I'm a marketing coach, a mum and a wife, and I want to share with you everything I've learned and I'm still learning about juggling a family, business growth, mental well-being and healthy boundaries. Here we market smarter, not harder, so we can take the busyness out of our businesses. If you're running a small business, raising small humans and trying to make a big difference in a small town, you're in the right place. This is Taking Back Joy. I suppose the best place to start I would think with you and your experience of what I was able to bring to the table for you how did you know that you had reached a point where you couldn't go solo and DIY any longer how did you know that you needed to bring someone else in to really make this the marketing and the messaging hit home so it's been quite a journey um, particularly for my business it's it's what some people would call virgin ground we're trying to bring together concepts that people don't know exist and we hadn't we've been you know sporadically doing things but also I have got closer to my actual product to market fit which meant I was more ready to go to the market in a more formal way Um, and I was chatting with the wonderful Donna Ballard from (laughs) the Tari's University campus, who I've known for a very long time. Um, and she mentioned you in, in that context. I think I said, I need to get my marketing more in order, um, more methodical, and I never know what to say. Um, and that was when she said, oh, you should, should talk to Meredith. She's amazing. Uh, and she was really, um, that's, that doesn't even start to talk about how, much difference you have made for my business in the time that you, that we've been working together. There's a few different things that you do that you may not realise that you do. First of all, you can take my technical talk and turn it into 
um, perfect words for my avatar. But secondly, you really pin me down and make me um, define what it is that I am providing to my clients. So, yeah, so we started out just doing a little bit of content and um, I really like the way that we work now, which is, which is a more solid, regular monthly session. Um, and in those sessions, I talk about what's going on in the business, whether that be a new, we haven't recently done a new product bundle, if you like. Um, and that's where the, the real gems came out. I think when you pinned me down to like, well, what does it really look like? And what's, what's this? And where's that going to fit? And then you twisted my boring words like profit and loss and balance sheet and stuff into some amazing other words which escape me even now but I might be able to find them and turn them into like tax intelligence and opportunities and fact checking your business and profit planning um, and the nitty-gritty and narrative so stuff that I would never have thought to call the ages that kind of bundle right works through mm. yeah so it, the language that you're able to put around the very technical stuff that I do has just been popular amongst my audience, but it's also helped me to frame what I do in a different light and to have more confidence about what I do and how it helps people. I feel like what I feel like when the magic happens, and I think this is when the I struggled for a long time to identify with the, the role of a coach, but I think when you realize a coach isn't this all-knowing being, but it's just someone who knows how to extract the goodness of what's already there. Like this isn't about me, you know, sort of bestowing ancient wisdom upon you. It's really just drawing out of you what's already there and just helping you frame it. It kind of sometimes it kind of feels like you and I are just standing out in a paddock somewhere tossing a baseball between the two of us and talking out loud. But I think that's where yeah. the magic happens where it's like, well, I want the people to do this. I'm like, okay, well, what if you phrased it like this? And you're like, that's a great idea. Let's totally phrase it like that. That makes sense. Like it's and I think I think when you're in the business, and I think I don't think it matters who you are or how good you are at marketing. There, I think there'll always be a point when you're inside your own business bubble. You just need someone standing outside of it to go, look, I can see what you're saying, but I only understand it because I understand your business now. I'm trying to like thinking about it as someone who's looking at your business cold turkey. We need to talk about it like this. So it's about having someone who can just, who doesn't need to know you better than you know yourself, but can just kind of come in and see what's possible after working with you. And I think that's something that I've actually noticed a lot with the customer, the clients that I have. It's I have to go to the extent of investing in them. Like I have to go into the extent sometimes of actually becoming a client of theirs to go, oh wow, like I get it now. Like I and then okay, so how can I talk about what I experienced out the other side of working with you to draw people into then making that decision? Like we talked about this in a previous episode, but I did um, I did a one-off session with you where you talked me through how Baz actually works. And I highly recommend everyone going back and listen to that episode because it's just more Liz, let's be honest. Um, but it was this really good, it was a really powerful moment for me because it was my first quarter doing a Baz GST situation and I understood what it was. I understood, and you even went into like the historical, like where GSTs come from. 
um, mm -hmm. and the fact that your accountant is like an agent of the tax office. So that, you know, you are by extension now an agent of the tax office. You are collecting tax on their behalf. Like, yeah, and so suddenly all these terms actually have real world context. And I'm like, oh, like that's not just a name now. Like I actually understand what that means and what that means in the grand scheme of things. And oh, it was just amazing. And the other side of it, I'm like, okay, I really can appreciate now what it is you bring to the table because I didn't have it and now I did. So now we can talk about, we can use your messaging and your marketing to talk about how other, what other people stand to gain from working with you. Um, and for a business owner, that's often really hard to articulate what someone can gain from working with you. What, no matter what field you're in, you're so close to it um, that you can't see it from their perspective. And certainly for mm. me, being an accountant for over 35 years, obviously I don't think like the business owners that I serve, well, certainly about accounting anyway. Like I have my own entrepreneurial journey um, that, that does make me a bit different to the average accountant, but I'm still not fantastic at explaining in non-accountant terms what the benefits are of um, working with an accountant and understanding and getting financial intelligence. But that's where your uh, capacity to draw that out of me and turn it into another set of words has been incredibly helpful. And I guess there's that coaching that you do for, for me anyway, it's coaching combined with wordsmithing that you're amazing at. Yeah, I, well, I'm really lucky that for me, I found that I, I couldn't just work with, I mean, I suppose, I don't know if it's like a chicken or the egg scenario, whether it's like you will eventually find the good and the value and the heart in every business, or I can, I feel myself drawn to business that have a really good heart at the center of them. But, um, but I feel like, and like this is something that I actually started doing right back when I did logo design like when I was still graphic designer days and um, I was doing logo and branding for clients I would have I got to the point where I had this really intensive um, strategy session at the start because I felt like once you kind of got past like the nuts and bolts features and features and inclusions level of conversation with people and started talking to like so how did you get started like what and like I've always been a gas bag. Like talking is talking to people has never been something I've struggled with. And it, for me, it was just a really good excuse to chat to really interesting people. And it started happening naturally. But then when I started realizing what was actually bubbling up in those conversations and how much that made what I did better, I started being more strategic about it and going, okay, so how did you actually get started in this? And what made you want to take this particular angle? And what is it? what is it you feel like is like your secret sauce that people aren't going to get anywhere else? What is it that you do that you felt the industry was lacking? And when you start asking business owners these questions, they suddenly like light up again. It's like you're trying to take them back to that moment that they decided that, you know, they were here for more. And you yeah. see them kind of just lift and go, well, I was just sick of this. And oh, I was the final straw. I had this client and they were struggling with this and I knew I could serve them, but I had to get out of the, the structure I was in and go solo if I was going to do it. And, and then some of those conversations too, like, and that's that's how we do serve, whether we're in marketing or accounting or any other thing. That's you know that it's the beauty when you have a passion and that passion can serve others. It's just it's magic. It's really amazing. I think you're right. I think that's true of any service provider. If they can kind of go an extra layer deeper and really connect with the people they're serving, it just lights a fire under you that I don't know where else you would get that 
I don't know where else you would get that connection, that sense of purpose, that desire to see that that customer get that result. Um, but I'm so I think that's and I'm so glad I'm grateful for my graphic design years because that created that process that now is kind of I've transplanted from graphic design to marketing because I saw it pay off in the results it got for people that I'm like I have to keep this like okay I don't do logos anymore but this bit needs to stay this is the bit that I love this is my favorite part of the process this needs to stay um so the the other thing that I think is important in this conversation for your audience is for me, I didn't even really know what marketing was. I have this wonderful friend, Susie, who had been at Woolworths and doing um, their flyers and all that kind of stuff and liaising between the different departments um, and giving the briefs to the relevant people. I had no understanding of how important all of that is. You talked about logos um, I worked with someone in marketing to define what, you know, get words around before I knew you, get words around it and then give a brief to a logo designer. And that's the sort of stuff you're talking about there where there's this level of interrogation. Bigger businesses understand all of that and they know how to write a brief and they know how to ask for what they want. But the average business owner, if you've not ever been in that field, you really don't know what to ask for. And I was in a position where a bit like we talk about accountants and as a customer of an accountant, your expectation is that they know what you want. Mm -hmm. um, my expectation of people in marketing was that they knew what I wanted. Well, this is my idea. Can't you make magic and turn it into posts and stuff like that? Yeah, make a rank, ching, dollars fall from the sky. Like, isn't that how it works? <laughs> yeah, but it it's not simple mm. at all and the marketing landscape moves so rapidly the the algorithms in facebook move rapidly um the ability you know the types of websites you can build change rapidly as well everything's moving but marketing hasn't changed much i was chatting to another person today about some famous fellow in marketing that people still refer to to his work um, it, it's just the channels are moving, the channels are changing. But from a, you would bring that marketing perspective to a client that is aware of the channels and is aware of where you need to meet the customer at different spaces in time. Like I had no idea about any of that, like that Facebook is that awareness and uh, your web pages when they're hunting and all of these things that I've learned from working with the entourage. And then meeting you as someone who can actually already bring that knowledge to the table and suck out of me what it is that I do and how it is that I want to help people and turn that into copy that we can then use in all, all the various places. That that's the magic for me at the moment. I think um I think it's I think part of what works with us is that we both have very similar philosophies in of our own fields in that we're here to empower the individual to go then go forth and better utilize the service providers that help make what whatever they do happen. Yeah, so exactly. for you, for you it's like empowering the business owner with knowledge and confidence to then work with whoever they need to work with to achieve their results, i.e. accountants, bookkeepers, things like that. I think for me too. Um, it's about giving the business owner the confidence in their story and the knowledge of like, you know, what do you do? How do you do it that's unique? Who do you serve? And why is what you do important? 
giving them that for me is like 80% of the work. If the business owner knows that, lives and breathes that, and I can articulate that, 20, the extra 20% is like, all right, what is this button in Instagram doing? How do I make it work? Like, yeah. because that will change 12 months time. That'll change. Reels will change. Like I think the insights section of Instagram alone has changed three times in the last six months. Like my business coach was trying to tell me, oh, look, if you go to the insights, click this button, you better see this. I'm like, I'm not seeing it. Do I need to update the app? And he jumped in and he's like, oh, no, it's because that feature isn't there anymore. Oh, why not? <laughs> like, but, but like you just said, marketing hasn't really changed. It's because marketing is people. People haven't really changed. Yeah. Um, how we, how we find them, how we reach them, how we direct them, the orbital stuff around people have has changed. People haven't changed. And so I think if you can understand the identity and the message and the place in the universe of your business and really get to know the people whom you're best suited to serve and those most likely to do business with you, that's 80, 85% of the work. And that isn't trying to trick an algorithm or win a Google Ads auction or yeah. Getting, getting reach and clicks and follows. That isn't all this vanity stuff you can't take to the bank. But it also keeps you from being platform dependent too. Like if you have a really strong hold on your message, it's very easy to repurpose that message across all these platforms, but the, the core theme is still going to resonate with those people you're trying to connect with. Just how hard that can be for some business owners like myself to really nail. It's hard for a couple of reasons. I mean, now I'm starting to say, you know, welcome to Better Business Decisions where we help you make more money and pay less tax and, you know, find more time. You know, I was told five years ago that's how you need to talk, but I didn't believe it or believe that I could deliver that. And it mm -hmm. takes quite a while. Someone else said, you know, the first person you have to sell to is yourself. So as a business owner, you're still in that self-doubt, trying to work it out space. Plus that humility, like we've all got this entrenched humility where it's like we don't want to brag, we don't want to talk about ourselves too much. It's very impolite. Yeah. <laughs> it's, not it's super That's... practical to talk about yourself, but it's not polite. Yeah, but slowly you realise, I think someone said to me in the early days, now Liz, I'm not going to know that you're there if you're just quietly pulling on the cuff of my trousers saying, hello, I'm, just say, no, I'm really good at what I do. If you, if you need anything, I'm here. <laughs> And, yeah, the, that humility and even, I guess, being a chartered accountant as well, it, it was drummed into us in the earlier days when accountants were not allowed to advertise and nor were solicitors. So, you know, you really had it drummed into you that you, that you can't hold yourself out to be better than anyone. It's not until you turn the corner and recognise how important what you're doing is for the greater community that you start to get bold and, and really own it. Um, it's a really important mental shift to make and um, I used to I used to find it used to crop up with a lot of clients and I'm like okay what's your big why like what's your big altruistic purpose you know and a lot of them would really struggle to articulate that because and it wasn't until I heard listened to a podcast recently where I had a really I wish I knew where I heard it to give them credit really fantastic reframe on that concept um, they really struggled with this your big why because it was too much about them it was asking them to put this big higher purpose on themselves and then after this podcast, I started saying, why is what you do important? 
Yeah. And then it was like, blah, word vomit. You couldn't stop them because <laughs> suddenly, like, they were talking about, well, if I didn't do this, my people wouldn't have this and they'd be taken advantage of and, like, people wouldn't be there to explain this to them. And suddenly they were, like, quickly unpacked their soapbox, got up and started going, well, how dare you, like, how dare you even imply that what I do is not important because if I didn't do it, well, who is going to do it? And, like, that's when you're like, okay, now I've got you. Now I've got yes. to know exactly what we need to talk about. But now I can define what that niche is that you're trying to do. I did a crowdfunding back in 2016 and, yeah, I had to get that kind of stuff straight. Like, why am I here? Well, I'm here because... Imagine you had a personal trainer, but for small business marketing. Someone who knew where you wanted to take your business, really understood your values, your brand, why you're important to your customers, and how you uniquely do what it is that you do, and then was there to hold you accountable, check in with you regularly, and make sure you're putting everything in place to keep your small business marketing consistent and efficient without being stuck to your screen. Well, that's what marketing coaching with me looks like. I work with tons of small businesses, particularly in regional and rural areas, to put them in the driver's seat of their marketing so they can implement smart strategies and systems that allow them to bring in key staff members, VAs, or just run things on autopilot so they can keep marketing their business and seeing the benefits of all that effort without being stuck to their screen and spending time away from what really matters. If this sounds like the perfect way to level up your small business marketing while reducing the tech overwhelm and finally getting consistent online, head over to my website and book a free 20-minute chat today. I can't wait to meet you and find out more about your fantastic small business. The business owner is so important. Like they're the backbone of Australia. There's 2.3 million business, small businesses in Australia if they're all struggling with that, that financial information and if they're not doing well, then, you know, their husband and wife isn't doing well, their kids are not doing well, their employees are not doing well, their community's depressed and, and they're out it goes and it's just like somehow somebody gave me the job to fix that. And, you know, at first when you're in business, you want to help everyone for nothing because no one can afford what you do because, you know, that's what you think. But, again, um, having worked with the entourage like being I do their training as in they train me you know slowly the different coaches and things like that helped me to realize that you have to make money in order to help more people so if mm. you're if you're helping people and you're not charging anything then you can't help any more people yeah so you you have to unless you can help the people in the bread line lined up either side of you that's pretty much it <laughs> yeah even um, there's uh, you've probably heard of the toilet paper people who gives a crap. Yes. Um, oh, I've I was so smug having a subscription to those guys during COVID when patients like you know idiot zero decided that toilet paper had to go flying <laughs> off the shelves. Everyone's like, oh my god, do you have toilet paper? And you're like, I'm like, I have an entire box of toilet paper, and I'm funding projects in third world countries. <laughs> I'm sorry, not sorry. Yeah. Well, they um, they are very. That, you know, they had a problem that they want to solve, which is actually about toilets in overseas countries and the complete lack of them. And so they explored a few different um, models, if you like. So they started out as a not-for-profit. But without profit, you can't grow. Mm. You can't actually reinvest in the company. So technically, bottom-line profit, um, if, you, if you're not allowed to make any, then you can't reinvest it in your business. 
So then they they changed, they were doing other things before that. Then they changed to toilet paper and decided to give 50% of their profits to charity. And that's, you know, part of their story, which I'm sure is online in a million places. Uh, I heard it again at the Entourage, but that was the turning point for them. And they've gone gangbusters since then. I don't know how many toilets that they've built. <laughs> in fact, ironically, this month's Institute of Chartered Accountants magazine one of the founders is on the front page and I didn't realise he was a chartered accountant. So I better read that. Ah. Yeah, so that was my long-winded way of saying it's really important to make enough money to reinvest in your business and, you know, invest in your marketing so you can help more people and actually get, you know, whatever your special purpose is. Um, oh, and if you want to see good oh, marketing action, by means subscribe to those guys. Their emails are freaking hilarious. Um, <laughs> But like, and again, from my side of the fence, the power of knowing your why and being really connected to who you serve and why you do it and the unique way in which you do it, mm. everything just falls into, like literally everything can fall into place after that. Like, yeah. so now I think, um, I suppose the other side of this coin is I feel like a lot of people dip their toe into this. They just invest enough to go, right, I got my head around it. And then I got it from here. Thank you. What would you say the benefit of is of having someone there as like an account marketing accountability almost in the consistency side of things, like the fact that we do meet up once a month? <laughs> the consistency is amazing because it becomes a no-brainer and you're kind of not thinking about how much is this going to cost me. It's just like I've, I've made this commitment and I'm doing this and I'm and it actually, as, a, as an entrepreneur, you have a million things going on at once and you tend not to carve out sufficient time where you're just thinking about one thing. For me, it's been a, a really great shift because I look forward to meeting with you. We get a hell of a lot of, we, we talk a lot about, you know, what's going on and then you know, we get a lot of output as well that's all ready. And then I can frame that up and give that to my team to, you know, do the month's posts for Facebook. Um, but it's also evergreen content that we can continually use, you know, at, at later stages or adapt for different platforms. Um, but it gives me space in my month to think about my marketing and where it's heading. Um, and it's just another good way to reconnect back so it's almost like this kind of like, all right, back to the why, back to the what's important, back to the, because I feel like in any business, it's so easy to get us caught in the daily grind of like just doing stuff. It come, It's very easy for us to forget about that higher purpose that keeps us at this certain level of frequency yeah. of action and keeps our energy levels up, keeps our optimism up. Um, mm. If we I fall out of connection cool. with that, we can really fall into these slumps and get almost dejected with our business. Absolutely. Absolutely. It happens all the time uh, for me and other entrepreneurs. Like, and the thing about working with you from a marketing perspective is that you're interested in kind of what my, what my wins might have been during the month, you know, what's happening, what direction we're taking. And we're always, you know, changing a little bit of direction. But as you, as I share that with you, it reminds me of what I do and why I do it and, and how it's working and how we've progressed and, and you know, how, and then you, you get that other spurt of, yep, I can do this, it's going to work. Um, so, and accountability-wise, I think a good example is you saying, well, you really need to do a Facebook Live, Liz. 
um, and, and, and consistently at the same time. Like, oh, okay. So ever since then. I'm so proud of you for doing those PS. They are, especially your Halloween one. If you guys ever want to see an accountant that you can really relate to who lets their hair down and doesn't make you feel like you're sitting in front of the principal, go check out Liz's Facebook Lives and look up her Halloween one. It was a scream, literally. I think for, for you and for your content, it's so refreshing because people have this like straight-laced view of accounts that they can't really relate and connect to them on a personal level because it's all about tax obligation numbers, get out of there, see you next year, hope I didn't screw it up kind of thing. Like it's so nice to have for someone absorbing that content to see this other side of what that relationship could be like. Mm-hmm. And plus, I like I feel accountability. like... I do yeah. that Facebook Live. Meredith put me up to it and I... I think I did the first one and then missed one, but then I haven't missed any since. Well, and I think, again, this is what I found for myself when I started doing, like I started out with Facebook Lives and then I found I was trying to script them and edit them too much. And then I went, mm. um, well, they were pre-recorded videos first, then I went to live and then I found I was getting more traction on Instagram. So I switched to Instagram Lives and then I think I just shared them back to Facebook. But what that does, did for my confidence, and I believe it's done the same thing for you, you get you get better at talking confidently about what it is that you do and the value that you present. And then you just, you, it goes, it goes to my kind of philosophy of getting your face in your feet. Like when you and your business are one and the same, people are, people are buying the experience of working with you as much as they're buying what it is that you do. So they yeah. really need to get a sense of like what you like to engage with, what you're passionate about. Are you funny? Are you serious? Are you relatable? Are you, do you swear like a sailor? Are you very like G rated? Like, could they bring their kids to the appointment? Is it better they get a babysitter? Like, like they get a sense of all this. And it's almost like they get an appointment with you without having to pay for it or take up your time. And you can get this really scalable way of giving people a really good insight of what it is you are like to work with. And the more you do that, and the more you sort of sync up with your true self and the more that the real you comes out, it's going to repel the people that probably aren't best for you to work with anyway, but it's going to magnetize the people that are like, oh, my God, where's this woman been my entire life? I suppose so if if someone out there is listening to this and going, Jesus, I feel like I could really use another set of eyeballs on my business, helping me talk about it. I suppose were there any hurdles you had to get over mentally before you started going, look, I need to invest in other people if I'm going to make this any bigger. So did you have to tell yourself anything? Because I think for people that I work with, sometimes I'm the first person that they've invested in because yeah. they're quite, when they're investing in me, they're kind of also investing in a bit of infrastructure as well as coaching. So they can kind of, if they don't quite, not quite ready to get their head around the concept of coaching because there isn't a physical output attached to it, mm. they can at least justify the exercise because it's like, well, I'm going to get my um, scheduling tool set up. I'm going to get um, this part of my website set up or things like that. So if they're at a point where they've reached the, I can't go this alone anymore, what did you kind of, how did you talk yourself over that hurdle and start investing in yourself? I've had quite a journey of being coached. Uh, and I think coaching in whatever frame that takes is really really important because we don't know what we don't know just like I'm a like financial mentor slash coach people don't know what they don't know Um, but when it comes to sales slash marketing and actually understanding your stuff from someone else's perspective I would say don't hesitate to invest in that because that takes you on that journey um, 
it speeds up the process, even if you're an incredibly literal person like I am, because I, I did have a sales coach for about 18 months well before I met you, Meredith. And then that sort of encouraged me to have different coaches in different areas. So I've, I've used, you know, a personal wellbeing coach uh, as well as marketing coach and sales coach and entourage coaches. <laughs> but the more I invest in myself, the more, I guess, theoretically, you know, the more, the more money you make. But the other thing is the more you build your team around you, um, and I, I do have quite a team now. I've got um, a full-timer that works on the back end of everything. I've got nearly full-time lady in the office. And then I've got um, another VA that I use in, in our stuff and Meredith as well and a couple of others that are helping me on various things. That allows you to collaborate with these people and bring all of their thinking to it. It also adds discipline to what you have to do in your business because you've got to bring all these people along with you. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And consistency is not my um, strong point, but when you're reporting to a team or a coach or a combination of people, um, that's when, again, the accountability kicks in and you that it increases your belief in yourself and what your why is and why you're there. Um, and over time, that increases your income. And there's a bit of a scarcity mindset too. And I think about it, that, I don't know, that's a bit woo-woo, the, the lack thing and the scarcity. And whilst ever you think I can't afford this, you just don't get anywhere. I think you're 100% right. I think, um, yeah, I, I don't quite know how to articulate it, but I do know the first time I invested myself when I got a business coach, it was kind of like for me, I got off, I was just like, if I want this to be a grown-up business, grown-up businesses invest in themselves to grow. And I think it was sometimes, sometimes I think it's even just the act of putting money on the table makes us hold ourselves accountable to go, right, I'm invested in this. I'm going to see this through to the end. I'm going to give it 100% to make sure I get bang for my buck out of it. And I think it changed. It does something to the mind space, the mindset that you bring to the table. Like, all right, I've vetted this individual or this business. I believe they have something to offer me that's going to get me. I think the other thing is too is we're not looking for someone who's going to, I think we need to stop looking at coaches. It's like, oh, well, I want to invest in a multi-million dollar coach who's going to take me from A to Z. You don't need a coach to take you that far. You just need a coach to take you from A to B where you can then reassess and go, okay, well, now I'm at B. What do I need in order to get me to C? And then you get to C. So then it couldn't, like, I feel, and I feel like once you start on this journey of investing and connecting with people and bringing people into your space, it'll be a lifelong process. You'll never finish coaching. You'll never finish learning. You'll constantly be like, all right, well, I need to tweak this part of my business or I need to, I need someone to get someone to help me, like you said, with a well-being, or like finding better boundaries or like looking up my mental health or, you know what, my fitness has really taken the back seat while I've been focused on my business. I need to bring someone in for that. So I think once you make this, it's not about just investing in the one and only coach. It's about investing in your business and accruing people who are going to get you through each each next step, not all the way from here to bajillion dollars because you never, and I think that's how we quickly talk ourselves out of coaching. It's like, oh, well, I need somebody who can take me from A to Z and I can't possibly afford that right now, so I won't do it. Yeah, well, no, I, and I've been guilty of that. There's, there's um, coaches one coach comes to mind in particular that I just thought I couldn't afford, so I didn't do it. But, you know, he may have got me to where I am much faster. Mm. Um, 
in the in the way that he did things. Um, so it's it's a combination of the, it's accountability. And when you were saying just before about um, I'm investing, so I need to get value. The thing about coaching is you need to be coachable. Not everyone is coachable, uh, but if you're not coachable, you won't succeed in business because there is so much to know and, and you need to be able to reach out to others, take advice from others, reflect on your own weaknesses, build those into strengths. Uh, and you can't really do that without a coach. And I guess it's probably a cliche kind of thing, like everyone's got a coach. No, swimmers have coaches, basketballers have coaches, individuals need coaches because we've got this wacko brain. What, like we've got this crazy brain that gets quite lopsided about things. And, and the coach, part of what every coach does is, is help you with that mindset and bring you back to reality while you're working on whatever their specialty is. Yeah, I think you're 100% right about being in that state of being having the capacity to be coached. I think flip side, some people look at coaching as like a, a pill for every ill kind of thing. I'm going to invest in this coach and they're going to fix everything. And if they don't fix everything for me, I want my money back. It's like, no, you have to realize you're investing, but you will also have to do a hell of a lot of work. They're not there to do all the work for you. They're there to guide you to the next step and yeah. ask the uh, draw out of you what's already there that you need to know to get there. But it's not, this isn't like a one-off payment quick fix. Like no. that's not how coaching works. You need, this is you investing in your own journey. You know, this isn't you buying a car so you don't have to walk. This is you investing in a good quality set of shoes. You are still going to have to walk. Yeah, I think there's that sort of three layers of, of business, if you like. There's, you know, done for you, which kind of might fit in the bookkeeping realm. Done with you, which is what coaching really is. The synergy, I guess, of, you know, one plus one can be more than two if you're both focused on the same stuff and, and wanting to really bubble out, you know, the, the opportunities that are hiding while you're not talking to someone else about your business and whether so whether that's marketing or accounting or sales or um, personal growth wherever that is I think coaching fits in the done with you mm. um, area and it's with it's not for um, and it's not about having someone do it for you and you also can't have someone else do something for you, particularly like marketing, until you've got your head around it. No, and again, this is probably why we sort of work so well together because similarly to what you do, it's like the the biggest problem is that you're trying to pay someone off to do it for you without being invested in the process. Like for you, it's the, the idea of being entrenched in your own finances. The biggest problem you see is that people just want to pay someone to make it go away. Yeah, but you're missing so much by having that attitude towards it. A because you're discrediting discrediting your ability to become knowledgeable in it, but you're also robbing yourself of the opportunity to really understand what's going on. Same for me. I mean, mm. like I can I could come up with a month of content and you'd never see it, and I just put up with and I just put it up and it just magically appear in front of you. But you would miss all those conversations and opportunities to refine to look at it from different angles to better understand your audience through the eyes of someone who probably is in your audience but still understands what it is you do 
Like you're robbing yourself of all those opportunities to get a clearer picture of what it is that you do and who it is that you serve, as well as the nuts and bolts of the process and where optimizations might be made. Or, you know, you might come back to me and go, well, now that I understand X, Y, Z, can we try A, B, C from what I understand? It's like, and then, yeah, you're paying for the collaboration. You're paying for Very like. Definitely. Yeah, I think collaboration is a really important word in, in this world because, yeah, it is in collaborating that you find out what you don't know and what someone else does know and then you start melding those ideas together and you come up. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Taking Back Joy. And now over to you. Is there a topic you'd like me to cover in the next episode? Take a photo of you enjoying the podcast from wherever you are in the world, post it to Instagram, be sure to tag me at meredithpage.me and let me know what you'd like to cover next. Thanks, guys. See you next time.